0: Transcribed starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell.
1: Simon's going to prove that sometimes the best way to catch a fish is to let him off the hook.
2: Morning, Commissioner. You sent for me? Steve, afraid to call the Colfax Star is due to arrive at the Greek port of Piraeus tomorrow night. I want you to be there to meet her. She you have a special passenger aboard? Very special. His name is George Foucault, and he's carrying a file of paper oh. stolen from a U.S. government office in Paris. And we want that file, huh? No, it's worthless. Oh, then it's George Foucault we want? Uh, wrong again. So
1: I follow a guy we don't want carrying a file that's worthless. Look, Commissioner, what's this
2: all about? A week ago, an American physicist named Arnold Freed disappeared en route from Paris to Marseille. He'd received an urgent message saying that his son had been injured in an auto accident in the south of France. The message turned out to be a hoax. Anyone seen Freed since? No trace of him at all. He's a very important man to us, Steve. Freed was working on a secret project for our government in Paris at the time of his disappearance. Then, two nights ago, we learned from one of the secretaries employed at Freed's Paris office that she had been offered a sum of money to assist this Vuko in stealing certain papers from Freed's desk.
1: Looks like the people behind all this aren't content with just grabbing off Freed. They want his personal notes, too.
2: Right. So we obliged. We instructed the secretary to go along with their request.
1: A phony set of papers was planted and made easy for Vuko to grab, huh?
2: And now we think Vucco is on his way to the place where Freed is being held prisoner. Get after Vuko, Steve, and bring back Arnold Freed. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment? Good luck.
0: National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donleby in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. Radio listening each Sunday on the NBC Radio Network is tops in entertainment value. For great dramas of the stage and screen, you'll enjoy Theater Guild on the Air, presenting brilliant actors and actresses from Broadway and Hollywood. In the comedy vein, listen to the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, with 30 minutes of mirth and music as provided by all the wonderful characters on this delightful show. Then there's Mystery Adventure with Dragnet. Directly from the official files of the Los Angeles Police Department come the true stories dramatized on Dragnet. Sunday is filled with the best radio entertainment. So, this week, hear all these fine shows on most NBC stations.
1: Sure, I've got my assignment. Get over to Greece, pick up the trail of a gent named George Buko and hope he leads me to a spot where American scientist Arnold Freed is being held prisoner. It's early Thursday evening when I arrive. I hurry down to the docks and wait for the freighter Colfax to tie up. She pulls in half an hour later and I watch the passengers come ashore. None of them fix the description I have of Buko. I wait another ten minutes, but there's no sign of him, and I'm beginning to feel like something's gone wrong. I hurry aboard the ship, and after showing the person my credentials, we go below to Vuko's cabin. I wait a short distance away while he knocks on the door.
3: There's no answer, sir.
1: All right. I guess you'd better open up.
3: right You think something's wrong, sir?
1: I wouldn't be at all surprised. There we are, sir. Mm
4: -hmm. Hey,
3: no one here. I was certain he hadn't gone ashore, sir. Oh, there's his luggage in his overcoat. He must still be aboard. Yeah, I wonder.
4: May I assist you, gentlemen? Oh, what? Uh,
3: Mr. Vuko. Well, uh, that is to say, sir, uh, we weren't sure if you'd let, sir.
4: I was down the corridor saying my au revoir, the shipboard acquaintance. Mrs. Farquhar, that is. Charming woman. Charming. You were looking for me, gentlemen? Not exactly, Mr. Uh, uh... Vuko. George Vuko at your service. Uh, you see, I've booked passage aboard. I'm going on to Turkey. Oh, I understand. And this is to be your cabin.
3: Oh, yes, sir. That's right, sir. This gentleman was most anxious to bring his luggage aboard.
4: Of course, of course. I'll get my things out immediately. I don't mean to rush you, Mr. Vucco. Not at all. Not at all.
3: Here, I'll give you a hand with those bags, sir.
4: I can manage quite well, sir. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, i revoir, and I hope you have a pleasant journey. Mr. Uh... Thanks. Thanks. Sort
3: of caught us red-handed, didn't
4: he, sir? Yeah, I
1: think he sort of planned it that way. Now he knows what I look like, and it's not going to make my job any easier.
5: Just a minute, Sporty. Huh? I want to have a little talk with you if you Look, don't No, no,
1: Hurry, Buster. Stay where you are. I shoot. Oh, put that baby cannon away, Buster.
4: Buster
3: again. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Alex Pacos. I'm also the house detective. Surprise? House detective? Oh, great. We got complaints. A peeping Tom on the balcony, somebody says. So I come up here
1: just in time to see you climbing off the balcony. Look, I can explain. Here, I'll show you my credentials. Don't do it. Don't try to pull a knife on me, Sporty. A knife? Yet. I'm only trying to show you my credentials. Hold still. I will get the credentials, eh? I'll help yourself, but hurry it up, then. Eh? Oh, he says you're an American government agent. Yeah, now, if you don't mind... Just a minute, Spurs. Now what? So you are Steve Mitchell, government agent. Forgive me for lying to you. I am not really Alex Paco's house detective. I am Napoleon. Okay, smart guy, and forgive me for lying to you. I'm really the Duke of Wellington. Oh, oh. I head down the stairs, but when I get to the lobby, George Bucko is nowhere in sight. I hurry out into the street. He's long gone. Then I get a thought, so I trot back upstairs. The house cop is still sprawled out in the corridor, but there's a long, lean gent in tweeds bending over. Uh,
6: look what I found. Body, eh? What happened? Dashed if I know, old boy. It seems to be an accident of some sort. Uh, must have been quite a show, what? by George. Hmm. Was my diggings at the time examining my wart? You see, see here, yeah, uh, frightfully worried about it, you uh, know. He'll be all right. Can't let a chap just lie here, prone and all that. Uh, I say he's a bit beefy. Lack of exercise. What? Why don't you phone downstairs? Why do? Uh, I sell Van. Yeah. What's wrong? We haven't met. My name is Quinton. Uh, Ronnie Quinton.
1: Mine's Mitchell. Steve. And call the
6: desk. Huh? Check. <laughs>
1: leads down the hall and disappears into his room, which is what I've been waiting for. I pluck the passkey from the house detective's pocket and slip into Vuko's room. The suitcase is on the bed open. I give it a fast frisk and then start in on the room itself. I figure if the papers are still here, that that means he'll be back. Otherwise, I'm cooked. I continue my search of the room until I hear a key in the lock I duck into a closet.
5: about the corridor somewhere. He wanted to see us. I don't like this. I don't like it at all. Oh, do oh, shut up. up. But he was splendid. The
6: American was to follow Vuko. Of course. But that confounded house detective ruined everything before he detained Mitchell. When Mitchell thought he'd lost Vuko, he came back. The peppers. Where did Vuko leave them? Rode up in the window, Shade. Now hurry. Yes. Yes, here they are. Good. Now, you know what to do. Now, hurry. Your train leaves in a quarter of an hour. Yes, I know.
5: But Mr. Quinton... What is it, Vecchio? Uh... <laughs> the small matter of money, fifty pounds. You oh, shall be rewarded in due time, Fabio. In due time. And one more thing, about this American, Mr. Well, what about him? What does he look like? I mean, if you are to follow. Oh, him. he won't. I'll see to that, Fabio. Now
1: go, boy, go. I watch the two of them slip out of the room, and when I think the coast is clear, I follow. I hurry out in the hall, and then as I reach the head of the stairs, aha, Sporting! Oh, great Napoleon again comes roaring, like an angry bull. Stop. I sidestep goes flying past me and winds up in a heap at the foot of the stairs, out cold. I tuck the pass key in his vest pocket and mush on. Ten minutes later, I wind up at the train depot. Yes, sir? You wish a ticket? That's right. Your destination, sir? You have a train leaving here in about two and a half minutes. That's the one. Uh, We have two trains leaving in two and a half minutes, sir. Oh. Well... Let me put it this way: a little gent in a gray overcoat bought a ticket here just seconds ago. Where's he headed? Uh, a little gentleman, you say? Yeah, he's standing right over there, eyeing that fat blonde at the coffee counter, the one with the small mustache. Uh, the gent, not the blonde. Oh, oh, that one. Well, uh, it's not customary to uh... my credentials. Oh. <laughs> I see. What has he done? We uh, think he's Adolf Hitler.
5: No. Hey, hey, where is he going? Uh, Salonika.
1: I'll make mine the same.
5: Yes, sir. Uh, two-way ticket, huh? huh? That is to say, uh, you will be returning.
1: Yeah, I hope. As the train starts up, Fabio jumps aboard, and I'm right after him. I can stick close because he doesn't know what I look like. I follow him through one car after another, wondering when he's going to settle down, Then. And... In between cars, I suddenly get the idea someone is following me. I whirl around and look into the business end of a 45, holding it, his friend Quentin. You
6: are a persistent fellow, aren't you, Mr. Mitchell?
0: (laughs) Steve Mitchell will continue his dangerous assignment in just a moment. There's nothing so comfortable as a nice, plump cushion. But I don't mean the sofa pillow variety. I mean a financial cushion to fall back upon when times get tight, when sickness lingers, or when unemployment strikes. The best way to build this necessary cushion is to chop a little money off each paycheck. Not necessarily a great sum, but a steady little sum which you can put into United States defense bonds. These bonds now earn greater interest, give you a quicker return, and may be held at interest for as long as 10 years beyond maturity. And say, you're tucking a financial cushion behind Uncle Sam's back when you buy your own cushion with bonds. Because every dollar you put into United States defense bonds is an investment in your country's strength and security. That's the same as setting up a safer world for your children. Start building your cushion now by signing up for the payroll savings plan where you work. Or use the bond a month plan where you bank. For United States defense bonds. They're now even better. dangerous assignment. And Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. What
6: are you waiting for, Quentin? Why don't you get it over with? My, my, such impatience to die, old boy! You really should exercise more. <laughs> now, I think we're going sufficiently fast. Yes. One moment now. Can I get the door open? There.
3: Ah, it's He suddenly kicks at me, but I dive to one side. I manage to grab the handrail.
4: And he
6: smashes
1: down on my knuckles with a gun barrel, and I fall out. I land on the roadbed and roll onto the other tracks. I lie there a moment, stunned. Then, dimly, I can make out an approaching roar. Another train heading right for me. Quentin's timing
6: was pretty good. I gather strength I've got left and roll off the tracks just in time. <laughs>
1: Clears, I make it to the road and flag down a car. Hey, look, I've got to beat a train to Salonika and. Hey. Mitchell. Huko.
6: Get back. Sorry. Oh.
1: Thanks for the use of the car, Huko, old boy. After I drag Huko's body into the weeds by the side of the road and take off in his car, I keep the accelerator down to the floor. I finally pull up in the train just at the outskirts of Salonika. It's a dead heat at the depot. I get there as Fabio and Quinton step off the train. Fabio starts walking through the Prado's district with Quinton following half a block behind, probably to make sure that nothing happens to Fabio. Now, I've got a problem. Fabio's the boy I want to follow, but I can't do that very well with Quinton tagging along. I ease around the parked truck and wait until Quinton walks by. Hi, sweetheart. (laughs) Just keep your hands in sight, old boy. Back
6: go, my arm. Keep quieter. Your arm goes with me. Now walk. What good's this going good to do you?
3: The way
1: I figure it, Quentin, the play was for me to follow Vuko. He was the decoy in the meantime. Fabio up ahead there is the boy with the papers. Either he passes them to somebody else or takes them to where your outfit
6: is holding our missing scientist, Freed. I'm afraid that your brilliant and accurate deductions won't do you much good, old chap. Why not? You see, we really don't believe in taking any chances. As you note, I was following Fabio to keep an eye on him. And I'm reasonably certain that at this moment Vuko is following me. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but Vucco got delayed. What? Fortunately for me, he was tailing the train. I
1: persuaded him to let me borrow his car. Here, this is far enough. Ah, loads of cabbages. That'll do very nicely.
3: Bitch,
1: don't try it. I gag him with his handkerchief and tie him up with his belt and necktie. Then I roll him onto the truck under some of the cabbages. As I start away, the driver shows up and drives off with the truck. So I figure Quentin is out of the ball game for the time being. I take off after Fabio and tail him to a small bar. But the way he starts tossing down the drinks, it doesn't look like he's got anything on his mind but a celebration. I start wondering if anything's gone wrong or if he's already passed on the papers. I figure I'd better get closer to him, which I can do because he doesn't know what I look like. But along long that, then he saves me the trouble he decides to get closer to me.
5: You like Fabius to buy you a drink? Well, I, uh. That's good. Pardon to bring drink for my friend. I like your face. I buy you a drink. Thanks, but don't let me keep you. You don't keep me. I got nothing to do but drink with people I like. You, I like. You have a happy face, not like sour face or him. Who? Over there, I don't like his face. <laughs> that
1: happens to be a police lieutenant buster.
5: Fabio. And I don't care if he is police lieutenant or mayor.
1: Hey, watch out. Your coat sleeve, it's in the ashtray. Huh? Don't look now, but you just burned a hole in your sleeve.
5: That's trying to change the subject. Hey, you. You over there. Hey, look. Come here, you. Yes? Yes, sir? Mm. What is the matter? You know something? I don't like your face. Look, Lieutenant, he... You keep
3: out of this. I suggest you keep quiet and avoid trouble.
5: Trouble? You want trouble, huh? I'll give you trouble. Uh, You're drinking my face. You are under arrest. You want more trouble, I'll give you more. Hey, come out.
1: I will handle him. You sure did. You... You are a friend of his? Not exactly, Lieutenant. I'll fill you in on the way to the police station.
4: (laughs)
3: Where would you put him, Lieutenant? Where he belongs, Mr. Mitchell, in the drunk tank.
1: Well, looks like I'm right up against the old stone wall at this point.
3: As I understand it, this scientist of yours, this Freed, was kidnapped? Yeah, they used a phony
1: story about his son being injured to lure him to a spot where they could grab him. I see.
3: Then they forced him to request his confidential notes from his secretary.
1: Yeah, we sent along a worthless set, hoping to follow them to Freed.
3: Uh-huh. And you say this drunken Fabio was the courier? I thought so. But there on the table are the things we took from his pockets.
1: Yeah, I know. There's no sign of the papers. Of course, he may have them sewn into his clothes, or... mm-hmm.
3: We could search him as thoroughly as you like.
1: That, of course, would tip him off.
3: But then perhaps he had passed the papers on to someone else.
1: That's what's got me worried. Still, I don't think he did. Oh, Why not? If he had, he probably would have been paid off. I remember him mentioning to Quentin the price was 50 pounds. Ah, and there were no pounds among
3: the money in his pocket.
1: Yeah, I doubt if he could have spent that <laughs> in far. bar. I wonder if he's still unconscious.
3: Well, come, we'll see. There is a peephole here in the wall through which we can look directly in on them without being observed. There
1: he is. Yeah, sleeping it off. Hey, looks like somebody's getting released. Oh, yes, yes, the sailor. He is one of our habitual guests,
3: at least once a week.
1: Well, looks like I'm stumped, Lieutenant. I... Hey, wait a minute. What is it? That sailor. What about him? His sleeve. I don't see what you mean. Listen, Lieutenant, the deal just added up. Better get a couple of your men to tag along after me and be ready to close in fast. I slip outside and start tailing the sailor. He heads straight for the waterfront to a rusty-looking freighter tied up at one of the piers. There's no one in sight on the deck, and it's dark enough for me to slip aboard after him. He heads forward, but I want to take a look below decks. I ease down the ladder, and then I know my hunch is right. There's a stocky gent guarding the door to one of the staterooms. I come up behind him, and he never knows what hit him. Inside, there's a man stretched out on the bunk. It's our missing scientist, Freed. I try to rouse him, but apparently he's been drugged. Then I hear a sound in the doorway. I whirl around and stare at the business end of a gun.
4: Don't move, Mitchell.
1: Well, hello, Bucco.
4: Did you visit our ship to return the automobile you borrowed from me so forcibly? Sure. Fatten to pick up our scientist here. I'm afraid I shall have to deny you that. We intend to shove off shortly. Please be our guest. Thanks. Where to? Our destination is a port in the Black Sea. However, you will not stay with us that long.
1: Buko motions me back into the stateroom. What? The lieutenant and his boy is up on deck. Get back, Michel. But he's taken his eyes off me too long. I'm on top of him he can shoot. I hacked the gun out of his hand and goes flying, but he gives me a knee in the
3: stomach. That jack
1: knives me under the deck. Before I can recover, he gets to the gun, grabs it, and swings it towards me. Ah!
5: Smithers! <laughs> Smithers!
1: Are you all right, Yeah, please? yeah. But if it hadn't been for that shot of yours just then, I sure wouldn't be, Lieutenant. My men
3: have taken the rest of the crew prisoners. Oh, and that is our scientist in there.
1: Yeah, he's drugged, but otherwise okay.
3: Uh, Mitchell, I am still not clear how you knew to follow the sailor here from the jail. I spotted
1: a burned hole in his sleeve. I remembered that Fabio had burned a hole in his sleeve in the bar.
3: Ah, you mean the sailor had exchanged coats with Fabio in the drunk?
1: Sure. I figured Fabio put on that whole routine in the bar so he'd land in jail and pass the papers in his coat along to the sailor. Well, it was most fortunate you noticed the sleeve. Yeah, Fabio tried a little sleight of hand on us. But he should have known a magician is dead as soon as anybody spots what he's got up his sleeve.
0: Our star, Brian Donlevy, will return in just a moment. Variety is the spice of life, they say, and variety is what we at NBC attempt to give you each Thursday evening. Yes, each Thursday on most NBC stations, you'll hear such entertaining programs as The Roy Rogers Show, Father Knows Best, Truth or Consequences, The Judy Canova Show, and Eddie Cantor Show Business Show. Roy Rogers brings western song and adventure from the Double R Bar Ranch in Paradise Valley. Later, it's time for Father Knows Best with Robert Young in the title role. And perhaps you'll agree that the things about which Father Knows Best is trouble. But trouble or not, there's always fine listening when it's time for Robert Young to star on this station. Ralph Edwards brings you Truth or Consequences, and the fun really begins when a contestant misses a question and has to pay the consequences. Judy Canova adds to the mirth and merriment with hilarious comedy and some songs in her own delightful style. Then Eddie Cantor brings you a show business show during which he reminisces about his years in the entertainment world. Every Thursday, listen to all these fine shows on most NBC stations. (laughs)
1: Week Africa. Somebody tries to slip me the double
0: bongo in the Congo. And that will be Steve Mitchell's dangerous assignment next week. <laughs> Included in tonight's cast were Jan Arvan, Paul Freeze, Paul Duboff, Ramsey Hill, and Tony Barrett. This is John Storm speaking. <laughs> Both Father Knows Best and Truth or Consequences on NBC.